And this was a while back. Things looked like they were opening up. So I, you know, I get in the car. It was horrible. I had to get dressed, put a tie on, get in the car, drive all the way to the meeting hall. My God, it was, it was painful, right? And I walk in there and everybody's, we're all looking at each other, go, oh, that's what you look like. Oh, man, I've never, you know, it's like, <laughs> Jesus, you're big. You know, well, you're short. You know, I mean, we've never seen each other, right? Live. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Well, hello, friends of Bill W. and other friends. You have landed on Sober Speak. My name is John M. I am an alcoholic, and we are glad you are all here, especially newcomers. Newcomers, that is, both to recovery as a whole and newcomers to this podcast. Sober Speak is a podcast about recovery centered around the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous. My job here on Sober Speak is simple. My job is to provide a platform to the amazing stories of recovery all around us. Consider Sober Speak, if you will, your meeting between meetings. Please remember, we do not speak for AA or any 12-step community. We represent only ourselves. We are here to share our experience, strength, and hope with those who wish to come along for the ride Take what you want and leave the rest at the curb for the trash man to pick up. Well, tally-ho and diddly-dee, that was the voice of Mr. Bill C. that you heard at the beginning of this episode. And this episode is number 214214 Dos Uno Cuatro. That was his voice that you heard at the beginning of this episode, and you will be hearing so much more from Bill in just a moment. But first things first, this episode is being brought to you by, sponsored by, if you will, Eleanor and Jane and Bill and Trudy and Jennifer and Josh and Gloria. You ask yourself... What did Eleanor and Jane and Bill and Trudy and Jennifer and Josh and Gloria do? Well, let me fill you in. They went to our website, soberspeak.com. They clicked on the little yellow donate tab and they made a, a contribution. Thank you so much, Eleanor, Jane, Bill, Trudy, Jennifer, Josh and Gloria. Guess what? This episode is coming right out to Ewan's. I, John M., or as my friend said in a meeting today, my friend Curry, he said, we are now going to call you Juan M. Anyway, I, Juan M., just another bozo on the bus will be will indeed be the chairperson for this meeting between meetings and i am truly honored and privileged to serve all of you listening in so take a seat if you will around this virtual table and let's get started remember now four out of five sponsors surveyed recommend sober speak as a way to relieve stress. I'm making that up on the fly as a way to, I don't know, I'll have to work on that a little bit. But nonetheless, I'm so glad you are here. 
If you are not following us on the Instagram, we're at Sober Speak, all one word, and we would love to have you follow us on that little application. Got a couple of pieces of uh, feedback, listener feedback on the front end of this particular uh, episode. Jennifer writes in and she says, thank you, John, for all you and your wife do. I just had surgery on Monday and I am not working for a while as I heal. I am so grateful for your podcast and the private Facebook group. This is my first major surgery since getting sober. And I had a lot of fear about potential post-op pain. Lots of prayers and turning it over to my HP. And I have been blessed with a successful five-hour surgery, no complications, and mild pain thus far. That's great. I might listen to some of my fave episodes since I'm all caught up on your podcast. Again, thank you for all your service. It helps keep this bozo on the bus sober for another day. Big heart, big heart, Jennifer. Well, thank you so much, Jennifer. I really do appreciate it. And uh, I'm glad that that surgery went uh according to plan. And I know that a lot of people have concerns and fears about it when they go into uh, a surgery. So I'm, I'm glad to hear you're doing well. Chris M, excuse me, Chris W, direct messages, DMs on the Insta. She says, hi, John M. Greetings from Kareen C.A. I-R-N-S, Queensland, Australia, A-U. Yeah, Australia, Australia. There'd be like a double Australia there, I think. But nonetheless, we're so glad you're writing in, Miss Chris. Anyway, she says, uh, I absolutely love what you have done on this podcast. Gary K just blew me away. Oh, that reminds me. I got to get Gary K back on the uh schedule. Uh, I've talked to him several times and I say I'm going to do that. And uh, he's always a fan favorite. I got to get him back on to record something else again. But anyway, she says, question, John M. Can you please add me to the live speakers, please? Yours in service, Chris W. And I think what Chris W. is asking is she wants to be part of the big shindig that we're going to have coming up, the Sober Speak Live event. And by the time you're hearing this, uh, and thanks to the thanks to the technological advances we have in our world, I am able to pre-record this, and this is going to be released actually the Friday after Thanksgiving, at least here in the United States. And on that Friday, it'll be one week away from having our shindig, our big Sober Speak Live event. And you ask, where and when is this event, John? Well, it is on December 3rd, Friday at 7 p.m. Central Time here in the United States. We're going to have food, drinks, and child care as well if you need it. But you have to email me ahead of time, John, J-O-H-N, uh, at SilverSpeak.com, and let me know if you need that child care. And so you're saying to yourself, well, 
so I, you know, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm having a hard time with my words here. So there's two ways you can attend, if you will, the event. If you are here in the North Texas area and you would like to come and join us live, uh, just go to our website, SoberSpeak.com, click on the tab that says SoberSpeak Live and it'll have all the, the deets there. I like when I say deets. I don't know why I just feel kind of cool for whatever reason. But anyway, all those deets can be found on our website in terms of the location. Oh, I'm sure I'm going to uh, miss something here. And if you want to attend virtually, say you are not here in the North Texas area and you want to watch the event, we are going to stream the event live on at that same time and you but you have to be in the super secret facebook group so if you're not in the super secret facebook group just go to your facebook application and you click on or excuse me you search sober speak secret group and you ask for admission and we will get you in that group and you can uh, uh, sing along with us not really sing but you know watch along with us hear along with us and all that sort of stuff so a couple things to know about it we are going to have as our special guest Reno John A and also Mary Lynn B whose music we have featured on in the on the pod in the past will be playing live music oh and I'm looking so forward to that and I'm going to be playing a song by Mary Lynn in just a moment so you can get a, a, a taste of what you uh, can expect for that evening and we look forward to having you all there all right now on to Mr. Bill C we are calling this one Changes in Alcoholics Anonymous. Ch -ch 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 changes. Bill C is back. He resides, Bill C does, in Torrance, California. That is his residence in Torrance, California. And he has been sober since May March 27th of 1985. We are going to discuss the changes that have happened in uh, Alcoholics Anonymous since the pandemic started, the future of what AA may or may not look like, the structure of Alcoholics Anonymous, and then the various conferences and much more. So this episode's a little bit different than some of our other previous discussions. But if you want to hear more of Bill C, go to our, well, either open up your your uh, device, whatever you have, however you listen to podcasts. And if you're able to search by Bill's name, uh, you can uh, just type in Bill C and, and he should come up. And then the other way you can do this, if you're interested, is you go to our website, click on podcast, and there is a search feature on the website and you can look up all of Bill's episodes. I don't know how many I have, but it's probably... I don't know, six, seven, eight, something like that. But anyway, if you want to hear more of Bill, and who would not, uh, go search him out. But first, Mary Lynn B. is going to be serenading us with a song. This song, what is it called, John M.? Well, it is called 90 Meetings and 90 Days. And I will put a link 
to Maryland's Spotify channel in the show notes. And if you don't know what show notes are, just email me, John Joe at and I will send you that link. All right, everybody. Enjoy Mary Lynn B and Bill C. And we will have plenty of oh, listener feedback at the end of this episode. Or excuse me, at the end of uh, not the end of the episode. That would be the end of Bill's interview. Enjoy. I was there on his Thursday. We said hello. Welcome to AA. His attitude filled the room. We knew something good was going to happen soon. His microphone or microphones i guess with the one and only mr bill c so bill c will you please go ahead introduce yourself give your sobriety date if you wish and let people know where you are sitting in this great land of ours 
Hey everybody, I'm Bill. I'm an alcoholic and my sobriety date is March the 27th, 1985, which just impresses the hell out of me. <laughs> and uh, my home group is the Hermosa Beach Men's Stag and it resides in Hermosa Beach, California. It, but you are located in, where Torrance. do you live at? You're, you're in Torrance, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Same location. On down the road, if you will. Mm -hmm. So, and I just have to tell people, I always <laughs> say a little prayer before we start. And so I said the prayer uh, about, you know, Bill and my gratefulness for him and hoping we can lay down something on a recording that can help people in all four corners of the world. And then I said, amen. And then right after that, Bill said, what'd you say, Bill? And this time we really mean it. That just cracked me up to know, and and you can't see his Cheshire grin on this uh, audio, but he's <laughs> over there just smiling. It's All good right, to be Bill, here so, with you, John. Yeah, you too. It's been quite a while um, since we spoke last. Uh, it seemed like we were uh, talking to each other on a weekly basis there for quite some time, and and I so much enjoyed it. So. I, you know, when I reached out, I said, hey, let's get you on a recording and basically was saying that, you know, it's been a while and we get, you know, so many new listeners on a consistent basis. And I know that we've had you on many times in the past, but I thought there are going to be people that have not heard Bill C before. And, and, and I, I just think it's important to go ahead and have you on again. So uh, thank you for coming in. Um so we were talking a little bit there, you know, we just, just some bantering back and forth. We were talking about the conferences coming up and you were telling me that there have been many of them that have been canceled lately. So will you talk about that a little well, it for was me? Kind of, you know, when the vaccine got distributed and people were getting vaccinated and things seemed like they were lightening up, you know, the uh, hospitals were unloading and things looked like it was getting better. So People early in the year started cranking up the conferences and saying, oh, you know, by March, April, May, we should be good, you know, or maybe August, September, October, you know, I mean, it was like, we, things are loosening up. Let's do the conference. Let's go. So I, you know, signed up to go start traveling again and get, get out and about. And then, uh, and then boy, it's all just shifted, you know, it's, uh, it's just sad, you know I mean? And I'm, I'm 73. I'm a transplant survivor. I've got a suppressed immune system. I take anti-rejection medication. So I'm pretty careful. You know, I don't want to get it. And my health generally is good. I'm in good shape. So I'm, you know, I'm telling Karen, we're going to, her and I are going to go to Aspen together and speak at this conference, you know, and, and uh, I'm going to go to Alaska with my sponsor and do a retreat and, you know, Fargo, North Dakota and, and, uh, and I'm all excited. And then, boom, there, here comes another shift, you know, just like it was a year ago, March, when everything shut down. You know, I mean, that was a shock to the system for everybody. And it looked like, I mean, the Zoom thing set up and you and I start, you know, I mean, this, all this is happening. And, you know, the electronics of Alcoholics Anonymous kick in. You know, we're dragging AA into the 21st century, whether it likes it or not. You know, it's like, I mean, the whole general service structure and everything has changed since this. Everything has changed. And, and you know, we change is difficult. I mean, it's, 
it's uncomfortable. You think it's going to be worse than it was. And, and, and I don't think that's necessarily true, but this last thing, I miss being in the room with people. You know, I, I miss it. The convenience of zoom is nice, but you know, I mean, just any member in general, we get energy out of being with each other physically in the room. And for a speaker guy that I do a lot of that, I miss that energy, you know, the the energy of the crowd and the laughter and the boos and the hisses and <laughs> just the whole experience of it, you know, and 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 I personally enjoy going to places and meeting new people and and all the energy around that. It's been a grand adventure for me. So I'm getting all excited again, you know, and then boom, it starts shutting down. I mean. And I think for good reason. It's it's just, uh, you know, and we can go into a why, but it's just kind of sad. You know, it looked like it was coming back. You know, I mean, my home group now is a hybrid meeting. We got some techie guys. We have a guy that we call Amazon Eric because he works for, <laughs> you know, and he's a, you know, techie guy. And we've got a 360 degree camera, a big screen on the wall down at the Alano Club. And we're a full on hybrid meeting. You know, I mean, it's like really interesting. Was there resistance to that? Oh, you bet. You know, I mean, a lot, little business meetings and, you know, people with F Zoom and we don't like this anymore. This is, you know, but we've morphed into this and now we're a hybrid meeting. And I don't believe that this technology is going to go away. I think this is the way AA is going to be. I think it's given the world more access to Alcoholics Anonymous than it has ever had. And I communicate on some level with people at GSO in New York, and and this is the consensus. I mean, we are truly international now. I mean, truly. And in my home group, just one little meeting, we have people attending regularly, like members of the of the group from South Africa, New Zealand, Australia, parts of Europe, and across the United States. And uh, when it came time to where we were going to go back live, are we going to cut these people off? I, I I just couldn't see doing that. And they sure as hell didn't want to be cut off. You know, I mean, it. this has been special. I mean, and for people that are into sponsoring and stuff like I do, uh, you know, I'm sponsoring guys around. The, I'm reading the book with guys four or five times a week on Zoom from around the world. You know, I mean, I mean, and this is phenomenal. You know, I mean, it's just phenomenal. And and I've always been an active AA member, but I'm more going to more goddamn meetings now than I've ever gone to. You know, and <laughs> I'm reading the book with more guys. If I have to read War Fever Ran High one more time, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. You know, I mean, just the energy. There's a lot of energy in that. I mean, this is why we're here, right? So I think it's really been a net positive thing. But it's just sad right now with things shutting down. When, when Gopher State went down, which is the biggest conference in the U.S. other than Founders Day, that was a real sad thing. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, last year everything was shut down. Now it was starting to come back, you know. I mean, and people are signing up. You know, it's like, you know, they want to come. And uh, and that, it's just sad. I mean, it kind of broke my heart. Have you actually been out to any conferences uh, in, in, in post? Have I've you been at any conferences lately? I've spoken at, at a couple of live meetings, but this conference thing was just starting up. So, no. Right. You know, I mean, it was, 
I've been asked, there were places around the country that have been doing it anyway. And I just, my response was, are you crazy? Mm-hmm. You know, that was, you know, I didn't specifically say that, but I, right. my answer is no, no, I'm not. No. You know, and when the Hermosa, when, when your home group meets, do you go into the meeting or do you stay? Yeah. Or are you okay? I've been going and we wear masks. You know, the club requires that we, we wear masks for good cause, I think. And, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a little tricky. I'm a little bit nervous, but, you know, I've been vaccinated and I got my third vaccination shot just recently. Mm-hmm. So I feel, and my health is good. You know, I've been walking yeah. a lot, working with a trainer. I'm, I'm not obese. You know, I'm, I'm, I think, but I'm 73. You know, I mean, I do not want to get that stuff. You know, I just, whatever, whether it's going to be mild or not, I don't want it. And I know enough people that have gotten it and uh, some that have ended up in the hospital and a few that have died from it. So it's real in my life. You know, it's like not a pretend thing. And, uh, you know, I, I just, I'm, I'm a little shy, but I'm an extrovert. I want to go, I want to be with you. You know, I mean, I, my desire is to be there. Are you going to go to the ones that are scheduled that you have coming up in Alaska and all that kind of stuff? Or is that the Alaska thing is a retreat? Um, um, they're requiring people to be vaccinated. I feel good about that. You know, it, it's going to be mostly outside. It's a smaller group. So my plan is, in case something comes up between now and a couple of weeks from now, uh, is to go. And the one in Fargo is small, mostly outside. So I feel okay about that. And also, I have kind of an attitude that's like, you got to go sometime. It's like, <laughs> not right. die. I mean, but you got to get out there. You know, I, 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 my desire is to be out there in my my wife's very nervous about it and people around me are like, you know, for good cause, you know, so I, I'm going to try and be careful with it. And, you know, understood. All right. So you said, so, and you may have covered this already, but I do know you said you're going to a, uh, some sort of conference, I believe with Jay, if I'm not mistaken, and y'all are going to talk about the the changes that have occurred in AAA. Well, our local, I know you referenced it late earlier, but do you want to take a deeper dive into what you're going to talk about there? The, my, our local conference is the South Bay Roundup, and it's it's a it's a big one. Normally, you know, three thousand plus people, and it's been going on. The year I got sober in '85 was the first one. I've been to every single one, and. uh um, so what we're doing at this time is we're going to limit last year. It was on zoom and, uh, Amazon, Eric was, in, you know, all the boys got <laughs> together and tricked it out pretty good. It was a, our first attempt and it went off really well. It was really very well done. So this year it's going to be a hybrid and they're going to bring people back live, but limit it to 500. And so it's going to be a hybrid and live thing. And so far, unless anything changes by next weekend is when it is. And Jay and I, he's going to come up from Sedona and we're going to do a couple of workshops on the, the changing Alcoholics Anonymous, you know, what it looks like and, and, and start a conversation, do one session where we talk about, you know, what we think about it and what it looks like internationally. Cause a lot of people don't have that experience, you know, and the other thing is the second session, we're going to try to do some Q&A and get people to talk about it and you know, how they feel about it. And 
What do you anticipate from that? Do you think you're going to have like naysayers and people saying we should not do that and F zoom and all that sort of stuff? I know you don't know, but well, there is a lot of that. I mean, you know, we'll be at a conference. So the people that are there are going to want to be there live. Right. And so the discussion is really centered around this technology, the zoom type thing. And like an individual that's a, a member of Alcoholics Anonymous in his local area is going to have certain opinions about it, how he personally, he or she personally is affected by it. So most people come from that position. You know, like you're sitting in your living room and you're supposed to go to your home group and it's on Zoom and you're sitting there saying, this is bullshit. You know, I'm not doing this. This is not right. And I mean, throughout this thing, even in our area, there's been people that have been having live meetings. You know, there's it, it just they just ignore it, you know, and, you know, I, I my personal feeling about that is our very first tradition says our common welfare should come first. Acceptance is the key, right? Mm-hmm. Now, when this thing happened in March of last year, I'm a meeting goer, you know, I'm an active member of AA on on a lot of levels, just personally. And I try to be of service and all that stuff, but I like going to meetings. I like being around people and our house is one of those AA houses, you know, we sit out in the backyard and smoke cigars and talk about God. That's why we call it the Ash Ram, you know, (laughs) and, uh, and, you know, there's a lot of community element parties and stuff, all that stuff. I'm that guy, you know, I like, I like all that, you know? So when this happened, I was like, oh, this is a bummer. This is awful. What are we going to do? You know, what's going to happen to the newcomer? What's going to, you know. Okay, a year and a half later, I'm my whole attitude is this is great. I mean, it's absolutely phenomenal. It's been a blessing that we never knew we needed, right? And and we're going to talk about that on a lot of different levels. For example, I was asked to speak at a little meeting. This was way last year, early on. This guy in Ireland, he listens to a lot of talks on the internet. He's a techie guy, right? So over the years, he's been listening to talks. He's sober sometime. His little local meeting in Ireland was middle of the bed, right? It's outside of Dublin, small group. He contacts me. He reaches out and he says, would you come and speak at our group? Well, sure. That'd be fun, you know? And uh, now... The rest of the world, I'm in Southern California, and Southern California has a history and the way it grew up of a lot of speaker meetings. That's why a lot of the speakers that you hear around the country are from California. We have a lot of speaker meetings. On the East Coast of the United States, that's not the case. It is now more. But when I got sober in 85, they didn't have a lot of the, the standard speaker meeting throughout the world is a 10-minute lead, 10 or 15-minute lead in participation, right? That's the standard speaker meeting, the standard meeting. That's the way it grew up in the United States, right? I mean, it it was like that. And uh, so the rest of the world has not heard Bill C., it's like, you know, it's like, or, or whoever, Sandy Beach or any, any of them, they haven't heard this. They never heard it. The only person they've ever heard is Clancy because Clancy traveled all over the world and they would create a speaker meeting whenever Clancy came through town. That's it. Right. Mm-hmm. 
so now this guy has me come and speak at his little meeting. Fast forward, say six months, middle of the bed, five, 600 people. He got a couple of rock stars to talk and there was a thousand people maxed out the zoom thing. You know, this is one meeting this, you know, and he went out and he put it on Facebook pages and said, you know, he promoted it. I am now from that, from that time of speaking that I am now doing workshops on a monthly basis in Moscow, uh, several times last year in Tehran of all places, you know, I mean, uh, I'm speaking this afternoon. I'm going to be on a meeting in, uh, in, uh, Sydney, Australia, uh, and, and I'm, I'm all over the world. And the guys that I've known over the years that I've grown up with in AA that do the speaking thing, same thing's happening. I mean, they're maxed out. Now, also what has happened because of that, because of the plethora of speaker meetings and conferences and workshops that are all on Zoom, they're all on Zoom or platforms like it. Every once in a while, you'll see a flyer on one of the Facebook pages with a list of speakers, and I don't know any of them. Right. That's odd. Right. Uh, my buddy Steve Lamb, Matthew Mitchell, these guys that you've had on here, same thing. Who are, where are these people coming from? <laughs> so there's a whole new bunch of talkers out there, people mm -hmm. that have given a, been given a chance to tell their story to an audience that never would have happened in their small little town in Northern California outside of Sacramento. Right. You know, I mean, right. this is not. So the average person now who has been going to his regular two or three or four meetings a week in his local town is all over the world listening to people. There's a meeting in, in Florida called uh, the, the, um, the lunch bunch, the noon lunch bunch that uh, one of my friends started, uh, the back pork porch lunch bunch. Now you go on it, and I hope they don't hear this, but you go on this thing. It's like a convalescent home. I mean, there's people there with 150 years sobriety that are pretty much house ridden, and you get on the meeting 20 minutes beforehand, and they're just yakking their asses off, talking to each other. You know, they all know each other, and they're from all over this country and parts of the world every day at noon, <laughs> you know, uh, there's a woman I know that she's 60 some years sober. She has become a rock star in Alcoholics oh. Anonymous everywhere you go. She's talking everywhere and she's sitting in her living room, going to meetings every day and telling yeah. her story and listening to her friends and texting me, you know, like, you know, I mean, I'm out promoting her. You know, and she, it, here it is, she's in her 90s, right? And she, look at the experience she's having. Who knew that right. would happen? Right. You know, everybody hears the story of the lo your local grand dame or old timer that's got some problems at home and people have to go over and get him and bring him to meetings. So he wants to go to meetings, right? He's got it now. All you got to do is go over there. Like some people went over to Joan's house, this older lady, whenever, and set up her computer and plugged it all in. He said, here you go, baby. You know, here you go. You know, have a ball. You know, so she's 
It's, isn't that wonderful? Yeah. Who knew? Oh, I love it. So there's a couple of things that I think are a net positive. One is people were worried about the newcomer. Um, I know guys that have never been to a live meeting that have gotten sober in this last year and a half. You know, I know, I know some people and it's like, I showed up to a meeting Covina live to go speak, you know, for Carl Morris at his meeting in Covina, Pointy House. And this was a while back. Things looked like they were opening up. So I, you know, I get in the car. It was horrible. I had to get dressed, put a tie on, get in the car, (laughs) drive all the way to the meeting hall. My God, it was was painful, right? And I walk in there and everybody's, we're all looking at each other, go, oh, that's what you look like. Oh man, I've never, you know, it's like, (laughs) Jesus, you're big. You know, well, you're short. You know, I mean, we've never seen each other, right? Live. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's like. So on that level, it's been good because people, there's more access to AA. People can get at it easier, you know, and you think of the introverts that don't like going and being in crowds. They can go to, they can hear the message. They can, you know, this is a way of getting in the door. If nothing else, there's a lot of people I think that are probably going to AA meetings that normally would not, but now they don't have to say anything. They can keep their screen, you know, and they can hear what's going on. I think that's a net positive. The other thing that I think is really positive is the, 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 the connectivity around the world. Like in Southern California, we like to think that we have a really strong message. You know, we're, you know, you know, this is a hotbed of, of sobriety here, right? And we, we know we're the light in the way and we can infect the entire world with our message. Now, you know, people can do that. And I know the people in Texas feel the same way. (laughs) I talked to them, Charlie Parker and the boys, you know, I mean, they're all over the world and we're doing their workshops and doing their stuff and spreading the word. Isn't that our job? Being cheerleaders for AA? We're all over the world now. You know, I mean, that's remarkable. And everybody has access to that. Everybody has access to it. Let me take a little break here. You, we will be continuing our conversation with Bill C. in just a moment. Just a reminder, you're listening to Sober Speak. You can find us on the World Wide Web at www.soberspeak.com. You can also find the donate button on our website, which you can use if and only if if and only if the spirit moves you. Please keep in mind, this is a podcast funded by you, the listener. Now back to Bill C. So, you know, Bill, I, um, before the pandemic hit, I was doing some live workshop, not workshops, live sober speak events to where basically was here in, uh, Frisco where I live. We'd bring in a speaker, uh, and we have a, a, a meeting venue and we play some music beforehand. And then basically I would sit up there on stage with the individual and just kind of interview him much like we do here. It was a sober speak live event. There was such, um, and in one of the sessions, I decided that I was going to try to stream the event to our Facebook group only, the the Sober Speak Facebook group that we have, and you know, just all the members that were in there. And there was such a, there was such, there was so much discussion about it and, and there was, and rightfully so. I, and and I, I understand what people's concerns were about, you know, what if I accidentally walk in front of the camera and somebody sees me and somebody can screenshot it and all that sort of stuff. 
And now most of those same people are on Zoom all the time doing talks and stuff like that, or they're on meetings or whatever the case may be. So it did loosen things up a little bit. I mean, without a doubt in what people find acceptable where images are concerned and not acceptable where images are concerned. So anyway, it was just quite, quite an interesting uh, uh, experience. All right. So anything else you want to say about the changes in AA before? Oh, just quickly. One of the things that happened is uh, the finances of Alcoholics Anonymous. And without going into great detail, when this happened, when everything shut down, what's GSO going to do? New York, what? It, how is the money going to come in? I mean, central offices were closed. You know, who's buying yeah. literature? Right. You know? So, for people that are not familiar with the structure of AA, will you talk about that a little bit? You know, people go to meetings, they put money in the basket, and it's distributed back to GSO right. I mean, and all that sort of stuff. Alcoholics Anonymous is an organization. It's a nonprofit organization. Uh, it has a central office, you know, the general service office in New York, and where the books are translated into different languages. Services are supplied by this. There's a conference uh, once a year uh, where the, all the delegates from the different areas, 90-some different areas, just like a political structure, they elect a delegate in your area, and they go to the conference, and that's where decisions are made about publishing literature or not, uh, you know, many different things that happen. And so there's a structure, an organization. This gets funded through donations from groups primarily. Well, historically in AA, uh, the groups have supplied maybe half the money that comes into Alcoholics Anonymous. The other half is made up of literature sales, selling the big book, the 12 and 12, and all the literature to the central offices or to Hazleton. You know, other outside organizations do buy literature from us. And uh, so literature sales has always covered the shortfall of what the group. So in a sense, we've never really been truly self-supporting, right? Now, there's an argument for that. Well, yes, but we sell the literature and we produce the literature. There is a publishing company, so that is an entity of AA. That's true. But when you look at it, and now all the groups are shut down, right? No more meetings. Where's the flow of cash going to? What are they going to have to do? Now, they had to pull about $3 million out of their prudent reserve just to keep the, keep the show going. And that's what it's there for. It's not in trouble, but this was a real thing. Now, for years, my sponsor primarily and some other people, including me, have been trying to get the Alcoholics Anonymous as an organization to enter into the 21st century. You know, I mean, publishing is changing. People are getting stuff free online, you know, or they're downloading it. They had no mechanism for people paying for downloads from GSO. I mean, they, they've been very slow into getting into the electronic world. It wasn't that too many years ago where they finally, we got, we got them, a lot of people got them to put a button on the website that you could click and make personal domain donations directly as an individual. They didn't have that. They couldn't do, you know, you could send them a check, you know, and they would keep track of where it came from. And you could only, only an individual can only give $5,000 in one year, you know, so they limit, they're very careful. It's not about the money. They're not in it to make money, Right. But now that we've got this crisis and we really went to bat and we drafted up a letter to send out, they kind of approved it. They've edited it because they'll never tell you yes or no about anything, you know. 
You know, it's like, <laughs> so it's really, but, but we talked to the office manager and some people that we knew that we had connections with. My grand sponsor is a former trustee of AA. And so we got this and we sent this letter out and people now, what we did is we said, if 30,000 people out of the estimated 2 million plus, whatever, they, they're not really sure, you know, of how many members there are. If just 30,000 gave $11 a month and they got 11 other people, which would be 12, right? Each person, that would zero out. We wouldn't even need, he could give the literature away. Mm-hmm. This is an accomplishable thing. And we started that. And the money's starting to come in from individuals. This is a first. This is a first. Um, you can do PayPal. You can, we got into finding, you know, like all the meetings are collecting money through Venmo now, right? I mean, I mean, who knew, like us older guys, nobody goes to AA, nobody has money in their pocket anymore. Everything's Venmo, it's credit card, you know, like, so when people don't have any, you don't get any money out of the meeting because nobody has any money on them, right? So now it's Venmo. Our cash flow increased in the Hermosa Beach Men's Sag, you know, because it's like, you know, <laughs> and it, so now AA as a whole, I think hopefully in the next few months, we'll get some real numbers in that they haven't done an accounting yet, that, that they, ever, they have a cycle of accounting every quarter to find out what the impact has been of individual donations. And I think it's very real. Okay. Know? So I know that you, first of all, let me say this. Bill's, Bill has a daily email that he sends out. It's for the most part, it, it's meditation. How do you describe it, Bill? It, well, I send out usually as three quotes from different sources, and it's basically, it's based, it's spiritually based, you know, but there's quotes from the big book and from Alan Watts and Snoopy. And it's a little, it's, it's eclectic, you know, it's eclectic. There's a little bit of everything, you know. And I guess the intent or idea is to use it as a a meditation type tool, correct? Uh, Yeah, just, you know, like what I do, you know, people send me lots of stuff. So the first thing I do in the morning is I sit up in bed. I have a really cool bed that you can raise it up, you know, electrically. So I don't have to work out too much. And I read (laughs) stuff that people send me. You know, and the quotes are usually the, they're short because we have short attention spans. You know, it's just to kind of get you thinking in a certain direction. And that's the first thing I do in the morning is I'll read, you know, Steve Lamb sends one out and several people I know, David Kennedy over in England. And, and I read that stuff, you know, I, and I, I start my day off. It's like a meditation, you know, read some spiritual material. So that's what these are, little thought provokers, you know, and uh, I've been doing that for a long time. Yeah, so it's great. How many people are on your list? I think about thirty five hundred. It, it 30, grows okay. all the time. Yeah, it's yeah. About it's about thirty five hundred. Yeah, so I get it and I love it. So if anybody mm-hmm. wants to be on that, they would email you at bill c at kitchentableaa.com, dot Right? Yeah. Be sure you give me your name and where you're located. I like to keep track of where people are. So you know, once city again, and state, bill- just city and state. Bill C at kitchentableaa.com. And if anybody, if if you forget that and you're driving or whatever, just email me at John, J-O-H-N at soberspeak.com and and I'll get that to you. Usually I just copy Bill and he adds you to the list. But the only reason I'm bringing up your, your, your email is because one time, as opposed to that, you sent out kind of a, uh, 
uh, a letter about you know AA and about how they were struggling the 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 home the home office the, the GSO and such was struggling and he put a little link in there and right. I was able to use that link and I had never personally donated directly to them before yeah. and so I mean most it, people fantastic. don't know that you can right they don't so, they don't market it. You know? No, no. I mean, you know, I, I give it the group and I know our group, you know, distributes uh, accordingly. You know, one uh, of the arguments is, is when you and I were new, this is probably true for you as it was for me. I was going to a meeting every day, right? You know, pretty much every day, maybe sometimes two for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, and you're jerking and twitching. So you go to the clubhouse, you <laughs> go to a meeting and every time they pass the basket, you put a buck in it, you know, if you had a buck, you know, so probably you were giving Alcoholics Anonymous through your local group $10 a week, you know, eight to $10 a week, maybe Mm -hmm. something like that. Now, now I'm not going to meetings like that anymore. I'm going to two or three, maybe live. Right. And every time, you know, it's like pulling teeth to get people to put two bucks in the basket instead of one. Right. But if you look at the overall what you were giving when you were new compared to now, let's say the meetings I go to, I'm I'm putting in five bucks now, which is usually what I'll do. I'll put in five bucks. And I'm going to like a couple of meetings, so I'm giving 10 bucks. That's, you know, I, I'm not even giving as much as I used to when I was new, even if I've increased the amount per meeting. And if you look just for inflation and whatnot, it's nothing. You know, I'm not I'm not even matching what I was doing when I was new. You don't look at it like that. You don't think about that. You know, but I'm 36 years sober now. I'm not, I'm not hanging out down at the Ilano club, drinking coffee all day. You know, I've got like a real life. So I'm, there's not that much going on now with Venmo. Um, you know, all, every meeting I go to, I'll put in like 10 bucks. Life has been good to me. I can do that. I'm not telling everybody to do that, but I've, I've really, because of thinking about this, I've upped what I can do. The other thing I do now is I give money monthly to GSO. I set up a monthly thing that I give money every month to GSO. We've also set up Michael Root, my buddy, him and Amazon Eric. We, we've set up the same thing for the local Alano Club and for the central office. So I have a monthly donation to central office and a monthly donation to our local Alano Club. Not as much as I give to New York, but monthly. I give to them monthly. Why the hell wouldn't I do that? You know, look what's happened to my life. Why wouldn't I do that? And I can do it. I, I've mm-hmm. done okay. I'm not super wealthy, but I'm okay. You know, I'm retired. The life has been pretty good to me. Why wouldn't I want to do that? For me? So that's the sales pitch to people out there. I mean, there's these millions of people out there, and you throw this out there and you go, how's it going for you? How many guys are you sponsoring? Maybe this is something we can do. And I tell you, the response from the fellowship, just from my mailing, saying uh, the response I got was mostly it's like, wow, I didn't know right. you could do that. I exactly. signed up, dude. You know, yeah, put me I on did. the good boy list. You know, it's like <laughs> it's been that kind of response. You know, I mean, it's been very positive <laughs> right. and, and quite exciting. And the general manager, the office manager of central office has told Jay and I, this was a, maybe a couple of months ago that there's been a definite increase in, in float coming in. Now, from us, I think in general, I think the fellowship in general, meetings have gotten back together and meetings have started ponying up money. Like we were giving our Alano Club our same rent, even though we weren't meeting there, just to keep the damn place alive, you know? 
I mean, I think so that it isn't just us. I think the fellowship in general has gathered around. I got some phone calls from some guys I know that said, hey, man, can you come up? Let's say, let's each of us come up with five grand and send it to New York, you know? And what I responded back, no, let's not do that. Let's give a monthly donation so it'll never stop. Right. right? And over the long haul, we'll give them much more than that. But I'd gotten calls from people like, we need to do something. We need to help out. At, you know, isn't that neat? I think that yeah. I love the energy of that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And I had that exact same response. Like I said, when you sent out that email, like, oh my goodness, I had no idea this was going on yeah. or you could even do it. And I was thinking about, you know, the drop off and all the attendance and, you know, uh, the money and and what GSO was going to do. So I was so glad you kind of took the bull by the horns, so to speak. And well, you, you can did go something. on aa.org and get there up there go. and click the button. Mm-hmm. It's very simple. And, right. it, you know, give them five bucks, 10 bucks, maybe something that you doesn't have to be a lot of money, it just, right. but it's a steady flow. You know, and, and I'll tell you something, this could actually happen. When I was in general service years ago, we, the, there was an influx of money coming in and they lowered the cost of the big book to, and they were selling it for less than they sold it for in 1940. Mm. This was some time ago, you know, like 30 years ago. So what could happen if this actually works, they literally could give the literature away. Because oh, what, what they do, the way AA is structured, if you get into the concepts, which is another interesting thing that we've done online, is, is they have a prudent reserve. And they, they, it's not about having perilous wealth and power. They don't want to get up a whole bunch of money. They'll leave it up to a year's worth of expenses, you know, nine or $10 million, I think, a year's worth. And if it gets higher than that, they just lower the price of the literature, right, to keep it within reason. You know, they want to keep it within reason. So if we were able to do this, they could lower the price of the literature where they would just give big books away, mm. which would be a real positive thing. Yeah, that would, because I always, you know, I always, uh, usually in meetings, like when there's a newcomer, you know, uh, somebody will buy them a book or whatever, but I always like, I always feel un, unsettled with having to say, uh, I don't want it to seem like a scam to newcomers, right? Okay, here you are. Okay, yeah, you got to buy this book, you know, for 10, 12 bucks, whatever it is nowadays, you know? And I don't want them to get the ba- a bad first impression right off the bat. So if we could just take that uh, and give it to somebody, that'd be absolutely fantastic. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, Bill, as usual, when we have a conversation... And never know exactly where it's going to go. So I think what I'm going to do here is go ahead. Uh, we'll shut this one down and then uh, we'll schedule some time at a future date. Uh, believe it or not, I, I, it's so weird, Bill, when I first. Oh, I did want to say this. I wanted to remind people that you and I first met. I was at a conference, in fact. I went to the Gathering of the Eagles. This was probably three years ago. Could have, could have been. I, I think it was three. Nineteen or eighteen? Yeah, one of the two. Yeah. Uh, and I was there, and you you spoke, and Johnny I Harris just, was there. Yes, yeah, Johnny mm-hmm. Harris was. That's right. Um, and you spoke, 
And I absolutely loved it. And I found you afterwards. You know, you're just, you're so easy to talk to. And at the time, things like podcasts and Zoom and all that sort of stuff were, it was a little edgy, if you will, you know, for AA at least, not not just in general, but just for AA. And I handed you uh, my contact information and then you gave me yours. And I said, hey, would would you be comfortable with coming on a podcast and, you know, sharing your story? And, and you were like, you, you just went, sure. Yeah. Sounds like fun and a new experience, whatever the case may be. And you came on with me and, uh, it was, it's just been, and I've had so many episodes with you, so many comments and it's just been really a great ride. And I, and I have that conversation with some people and many times I got to kind of go through the, well, what a podcast is and you know how it works and I'm not going to be giving your image and all this sort of stuff. And, and, you know, we went through some of that and you did say something. I think you'd had some bad experience with some uh, like radio stations or something. Oh like yeah. That. I, yeah. And I said, no, nah, I'm, I'm not going to put out your image, your last name or anything like that. And uh, so it's it's been a good ride. And and I, I think you've gotten in touch with many people through the podcast over the years. Yeah, am I right? Absolutely. Yes. It's been real. It's been a positive thing. It's been fun, too. I enjoy it. You good. Know? Yeah. And when I get people that write in, they say, you know, we, we hear Bill like like telling his story and such, you know, like from the podium or something. But it's it's just kind of good to hear is, you know, just just the banter, just kind of your general thought process, you know, <laughs> and uh, I, and that may scare you, but but a lot of people enjoy it. All right. So let me go ahead and close it out here with page 164. It says, abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the spirit. And you will surely meet some of us like me and Bill C., as you trudge the road of happy destiny, may God bless you and keep you until then. Once again, thank you so much, Bill. Thank you, John. It's always a pleasure. Thank you. Well, a couple of people, Mary Lynn B for the amazing music on the front end of this episode. And thank you, Mr. Bill C once again, uh, for spending time with me and sharing your thoughts, uh, with the Cyber speak listeners, uh, always, Always enjoy spending time with Mr. Bill C. If you enjoyed this podcast and who would, excuse me, if you enjoyed this episode and who would not, please pause your device and share the episode or the podcast as a whole with a friend or family member. It may be just what they need today. Now, on to a little bit of listener feedback. And our first bit of feedback comes in from Barry B. from Across the Pond. And you may have heard me use his greeting, uh, or yeah, use the greeting that I got from him on the beginning of this episode. The one that says, uh, oh, what did I say? Diddly D and, oh, I can't even remember now. I'm so sorry. Um... Anyway, oh, Tally Ho in Diddly D. This comes from Barry. So anyway, here you go. This is Barry. Well, Tally Ho and Diddly D. Maybe I'll make a contribution. It's Barry. 
from across the pond. Barry B from across the pond. So good to hear from you. You are a madman. <laughs> Good to hear your voice. Thanks for uh, phoning in. That wouldn't make sense, right? Phoning in, but you know what he did. He left a voicemail. Now on to a little bit more listener feedback. Gloria writes in and she says, Hi, John. My name is Gloria. I am from Hawaii. Hawaii. She says, I'm a big fan of your work. I'm not an alcoholic myself, but my boyfriend of five years recently went to rehab for alcoholism about a month and a half ago. He went crazy and randomly broke up with me in his second week into rehab, and my counselor suggested that I learn more about alcoholism to deal with the breakup, which is how I landed on your podcast. I love your show uh, and hope that recovery is possible. I pray that he will make it to surrender five, six, and seven, and eventually apologize to me for his abusive behaviors. But if not, then I know it was just not meant to be. Thanks for all you do, Gloria. Well, thanks, Gloria. And, you know, I wrote you back and I just said, I'm sure someone has mentioned this along the line, but, um, uh, you know, there's uh, Al-Anon out there and um, uh, that's something that you just may want to check out. But I'm, I'm so glad that you listened to the show. We do have some Al-Anons on the podcast. In fact, I need to get more back on this year. I've just been uh, lazy about um, seeking it out, uh, but uh, I should get back on that bandwagon. But nonetheless, thank you so much for writing in, Gloria, and um, uh, I hope that all turns out well with you uh, and your boyfriend, uh, both of you and my prayers. You take care. Catherine writes in, she says, Hi, John, I am. I found you by reading about sobriety podcasts. I live in Davis, California, and I grew up in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm listening to David G. right now. I'm happy and grateful to be reconnecting to the 12-step community after a period of relapse. I struggle with drugs and, and alcohol, weed, pills, alcohol, repeat. I'm lonely and struggling a bit, and these podcasts help. Thank you for doing them. Best, Catherine. Well, Catherine, as you know, I reached back out, and you said you know you were lonely, and uh, I volunteered to get you in touch with uh, some other women in the program, and that's what I did. And thank you. Thank you so much for writing in and uh, being vulnerable about what's going in with you. I appreciate it. Alan post in the secret Facebook group. He says, Hey, John, I have really, oh, wait a sec. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have really come to enjoy your podcast, meaning I don't fast forward through the intros now. <laughs> I know what he means. I know, I know there are those of you out there that fast forward through my ramblings to get to the meat. And you know what? If you're going to listen to one or two things, I would much rather you listen to the guests, and I'm good with that. But thanks for being honest, uh, Alan. He says, your random thoughts, laughing at yourself, and just your own unique quirkiness, it almost feels like you're speaking to us personally. I'll keep up the amazing work. Well, I do feel like I'm speaking to you all personally, Alan. Um, 
Uh, I've said this before, but I, I, I picture faces across the mic from me when I'm doing this many times. And, uh, uh, and, and in my prayers, I do pray for the listeners. And, and before I get on these silly little podcasts and make my silly little statements, you know, I, uh, I've talked about this before, but I'll put my hands up in the air just like I'm doing right now. And uh, I, I ask for God to guide me. Now, I'm not saying he always does that, and you can probably find lots of times where I don't, it doesn't seem like he's guiding me at all. But uh, I do pray that um, what I pray is that somehow, some way that we can affect uh, people out there who are struggling um, and those who are lonely and those who may need something somehow to get them up over the hump to get into Alcoholics Anonymous. And, 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 I'll, and, and I'll say this, and I've said this a million times, and that is, if you have the choice between listening to my podcast and actually going to a meeting, please stop listening to me. Get up, go to the meetings. That's where the real work is being done. And I've said this also a million times. If you have the choice between maybe making a contribution to my podcast or giving it to AA or whatever recovery, mm, whatever, whatever anonymous program that you happen to be in, please give it to your local groups. Those are the ones who need it. Anyway, Alan, uh, that was just such a nice post. I appreciate you. And then in the Facebook group, Aya, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, A-Y-A, she, uh, she posts, she says, oh, good day, and she's from Australia, she says, I'm hanging upside down like a bat in Brisbane, Australia, so it's 11 a.m. Saturday, and you're going to be running. Oh, she's talking about being able to... Uh, <laughs> She's talking about being able to uh, uh, join the live event, and she's hanging upside down because when it's 7 p.m. here in the United States Central Time, it's going to be 11 a.m. for her. She says, unfortunately, I'll be at work, but I'll be sure to look forward to hearing about it when it's up on the podcast. And yes, we are going to do that. She says, thanks for all your goodies. You are a silly sausage <laughs> that brightens my day. A little glowworm, you certainly are. And I could just hear her saying that in an Australian accent, being a silly... <laughs> A silly sausage and a little glowworm. Well, thank you, Aya. I appreciate it. And we'll look forward to releasing that episode so you can hear it. Jennifer also post, uh, posted in the Super Secret Facebook group. She says, John, I just listened to the Emily U episode. Yes, Emily's great. She said, thank you for having her on the podcast. While I enjoy hearing all of your speakers with long-term sobriety, I really enjoyed hearing Emily's story at almost three years of sobriety. Good point, Jennifer. She says, having had a few months shy of five years, I 
I related to her in many ways, and I think it's a beautiful representation of those out there of what the first few recovery, uh, oh, what the first few years of recovery can be like. Although can't imagine doing it without the meetings. Thank you for your continued service of all those in and out of the AA rooms. Well, you are quite welcome, Jennifer. Thank you for posting that. I appreciate it. Dave also posted in the Super Secret Facebook group. Dave says, I listened to Emily's interview also podcast yesterday, and it was really touching and uh, uplifting. God bless her and God bless Sober Speak. Thank you, Dave. I appreciate it. Jay, uh, Jason. DMs on the Instagram. He says, John, your show is incredible. I just heard the Rich B episodes. Wow, what an inspiration. Keep up the great work and God bless. Thank you, Jason. Kaheen DMs on the Insta on the Instagram. I think it's Kaheen. She is or Kaheen. K-A-N-H-E-N. She says, I just started listening to your podcast and enjoy it so much. Thank you so much for what you do. Well, you're welcome and thank you for listening. Anthony writes in, and the subject line is David G, episode 218. And he says, John. You did it again. After 11 years, he took hit he he took his mom to a meeting. She couldn't talk or write. She waved to him. Again, my mom passed just before I reached five and a half years sober. Mid-lockdown was hard facing her coming demise and arranging travel back to the UK. I have been in close contact with my mom's uh, carers when they would FaceTime her with me. The last time I saw her, she smiled and said she was so proud of me, told me she missed the kids. She told me her mom was now in the room. My grand passed away 22 years ago previous. Oh, wow. <laughs> I knew she did not have long left. She passed away the next day at 0900. I managed to get to my dad by 2100 the following evening. The program was my crutches through all of this. That I managed sobriety through everything is more than proof of the workings of this program. My mom knew I was an alcoholic before I did. She was so proud that I managed to achieve sobriety. Anyway, yeah, each time I get her mom, mom reference in sobriety, I just crack up. Mums know, mine did, no force, but she knew. Heart, heart, in sobriety and service, Tony D. Oh, thanks, Tony D. I appreciate you writing in. And, um, you know, I think about my mom, too, um, and what she went through and what we went through together. And I completely get it, Tony. Thanks for writing in. Alan posts in the Super Secret Facebook group. He says, I love, love, love listening to David G. Listening to him all day long. Thank you both for another amazing podcast. Uh, as London is a bit of a journey, I won't be able to see you live, but you can see us live. Oh, even though you'd be doing it in the middle of the night there, Mr. Allen, but, uh, you can, uh, tune into the, uh, secret Facebook group and, uh, we will be streaming live there. And that is the sober speak live event I'm talking about. 
Scott writes in and he says, Hey, John, I am from, I am 44 years old from Niagara Falls, Ontario, and I have been sober since April 24th, 2019. You know, Scott, I um, am very familiar with that area. I've been up there, you know, kind of goes back and forth across the border. Border, As you know, there's Ontario and then there's New York and all that sort of stuff. I've been up there many times. Anyway, he says, after treatment, I got a job driving and making wholesale deliveries to garden centers all over Ontario. In an average week, I drive about 1,800 miles or so. And I have a lot of time on my hands and I listen to music and lots of podcasts. And I found yours on a podcast app on my phone. He says, I've enjoyed it very much and always find something I can relate to. I am so grateful to tell you that I have just given my two weeks notice because I finally found a job back in my trade. I'm a journeyman, a high voltage lineman. I was fired in October of 2017 from my job of 18 years. Looking back, I would have fired me too. Also, back in June, my wife and I got back together after five years being separated, and I am back living with her and my three daughters again. Oh, that's very cool, Scott. Um, my girls are 14, 7, and 6. Oh, that makes it even cooler. AA has saved my life, teaching me how to live with gratitude without the alcohol and the drugs that ruled my life for so long. The sober life is incredible, my friend. All the best, Scott. Well, thank you, and uh, I'm so glad this turned out so well for you, Mr. Scott, and thanks for writing in. Last but not least, Mr. Rob writes in, and Rob says, Hi, John, I live in the mountains of Western Maryland in an area called Deep Creek Lake. Most folks don't know that Maryland even stretches this far to the west, but we are two hours from Pittsburgh and two and a half hours from Baltimore. It's a resort community with boating and fishing in the summer and skiing in the winter. These are the things that drew me to, that drew me to this area. I guess the most interesting thing about me thus far in my life is that I started and sold a business in the early 2000s, which made me a millionaire in my early 30s. I can honestly say that money does not equal happiness. You know, have you ever heard the uh, saying, uh, Scott, excuse me, Rob, that uh, money doesn't buy you happiness, but... Everybody wants to find out for themselves, right? Anyway, he goes on, character defects along with lots of drinking led me to lose that wealth in less than five years. Oh, wow. Amazingly, I did not lose my family. My sobriety date is December 15th of 2020. The further along I get, the more I am amazed with the program and the rewards of sober living. I found your podcast a couple of weeks ago on my Apple Podcast app. I was looking for something AA related and literally uh, uh, something AA related 
literally as a, quote, meeting between meetings. Oh, glad we can serve you, Mr. Rob. He says, I listen to them while I'm driving and while I'm exercising. It's been a tremendous help for me, and I really love the episodes. There are so many speakers I've enjoyed, including Rich C. Oh, well, he lives there in Maryland. Not real close to you, but lives in Maryland. And I am in the middle of the Reno John podcast. Thanks for all you do, Rob M. Well, if you want to see more of Reno John, join us on the Sober Speak Live event on December 3rd at 7 p.m. Central. All right, everybody. I think I got everything in. You guys are great with all the feedback. I really appreciate it. Anyway, um, keep coming back. It works if you work it. I take this a week at a time, and hopefully we'll be back next week. Love you guys. Bye-bye.